I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going. Uh, just so listeners understand, um, I don't have the COVID. I don't. Uh, but babies in daycare lead to giving people colds. I have a cold and a cough. I'm going to try and mute myself, but I've warned Ryan already. I may not may not be able to get to the mute button fast enough. It happens. Yeah. I, yeah. As someone who uh, didn't have their kids in so, any sort of daycare until just last year, and uh, and Kate, I experienced that. Obviously, I experienced it um, through friends and family who who obviously would send their kids to to daycare and stuff. So it is perfectly natural um, to bring colds home, and I think during these times it's that's where it's even more frustrating because i think like as if you have a sniffle they don't let you back in at least here in uh in our neck of the woods um you have to get a a covid test in order to actually go back to the daycare so uh yeah she was so sick she ended up in we ended up at a doctor's office and they were like yeah no it's not covid don't worry about it and they gave us a doctor's note they said if you need a note let us know we'll send one over to the daycare we're like okay cool that's good well hopefully you folks are feeling better soon and uh you're back on the mend for the holidays which is thanksgiving happy thanksgiving to our american listeners we are recording this a day early than we normally would because lou is going to be carving turkey when we would normally be i mean maybe you're, you'd be digesting turkey by the time uh, we I, I, I would technically be done eating turkey and mm-hmm. falling asleep so oh. That sounds great, actually. That sounds like a good. Deal. Uh, trust me, sleep sounds amazing. I could use some right now. <laughs> when people say, "When people say, infants keep you up," man, I was uh, my first three three and a half months with this kid was wonderful. Now I'm hitting that hitting that. No, no sleep for you, Dad. No. <laughs> Once the kids realize that they can get your attention with just a little crying, uh, yeah. It definitely starts to swing that way, but it does get better, and it there will be more days where they're sleeping just perfectly than than not. So uh, you'll you'll get there. You'll get there. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about Extra Life before we jump into our news and our topic, which is Fear the Walking Dead this week. Um, we are doing Extra Life. You can go to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan to donate, and a special promotion for Zamp is that if you donate $15, you can suggest a zombie film for us to watch and discuss, and you can stack those donations, and over $50 will give you an audio commentary of one of your picks. So you get three picks, one audio commentary, and we'll let you come on to the show to either discuss the film with us or join us for the audio commentary, whichever you're comfortable with. And that actually pushed uh, our good friend Brent over the line, and he donated... He says, I apologize in advance for my choice of films, but no pain, no game, and there will be pain. Sincerely, Brent. Our second Extra Life donation has arrived, and it has, um, it's got some fun treats here for us, Lou. Uh, Brent is going to make us watch Return of the Living Dead, Necropolis, and Return of the Living Dead, 
Rave to the Grave, which are uh, double features. They came out the same year, probably filmed in, in tandem, I would guess. Uh, and also Planet Terror, uh, speaking of double features, that was the zombie uh, side of the... Grindhouse. It? Grindhouse, thank you. Yep. And uh, Brent has uh, picked that one for an audio commentary. So we will be watching Planet Terror, and you'll get an audio commentary as well as a discussion. So Probably sometime in the new year. Yes, yeah. We are now scheduling into the new year, and, and um, we are discussing with Brent as to when he will come on the show in the new year. And uh, we're really looking forward to to that. And uh, yeah, if you want to, if you have some zombie films we haven't discussed or ones you want to maybe negotiate us revisiting, we can have that conversation. But uh, if you donate bit.ly slash extra life, Ryan, all your all your donations go to uh, Sick Kids in Toronto, which is a children's miracle network hospital. All right, let's jump into the to the news. And we have a follow up story from uh last last episode where we discussed raise the dead and i just wanted to highlight this um, yeah it's a vice story and uh i think it's i think it's patrick klepek he yeah it's he, patrick klepek yeah he had a he had a chat with the two developers behind raise the dead the two main developers and it kind of went over the reason the game took so long like it was announced in 2013 and came out in 2020 and it was a fascinating read and kind of gave us a lot of the 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 journey and the and the backstory to to why it took so long and it really shows how hard indie development is for video games, right? So yeah. um I don't know if you had a chance to read this. It's it's a yep, bit of a I read most article. I read I read most of it, um, if not all of it. Um and you know, they, they, they got some help from Sony, but they didn't want to take money from Sony. Um people in their family got sick, people in their family died somebody got cancer like 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 if it could go wrong it seemed to go wrong for these guys and you know the fact that the game is coming out came out now and we got to review it i mean it's kind of a miracle in itself um we were pretty hard I, I, well i was pretty harsh on it um you know uh, and reading their story i'm i'm still i'm sympathetic but again i'm not going to change my opinion on the no, game no no that's not why i brought it up i think like your issues with the game as well as mine um were were discussed and outlined in the article as well like they they did kind of assume some critics would have have issues but it it talks a lot about like you know the build up to an indie release and then the actual release and depending on on how you receive like they were talking about how uh, a lot of mainstream media just kind of like it didn't acknowledge the game had come out. I mean, it had been a long, long development haul, but uh, there's some interesting facts in there. Like they, um, they were once had a, I remember this, they once had a deal with Adult Swim Games. Uh, they did take some money, no strings attached from Adult Swim Games. But then in 2019 or 2018, Adult Swim Games actually closed that wing, like Adult Swim closed that wing of their sort of development. So they no longer had publishing support or or fundraising support. So it's um it's just an interesting read and kind of like a like a like a second part to our episode our last episode. So definitely uh give it a read. It's really interesting stuff. I um I was glad I was able to fit it in here cuz uh I think it's worth worth a read. Um Lou, this is more of a visual one, but we have sort of set photos from the new Resident Evil reboot. Um, and I'm getting some weird, like they, this, this basically confirms like they are straight up remaking 
uh, Resident Evil one, <laughs> you know, it, it it's um. Th- now these are clearly like un unaltered sort of just shots, right? The it is not going to be what we see on on film. What we see on film will probably be well, it'll be more edited and stuff like like that helicopter looks. I mean, it looks like it's straight up ripped from the nineties. I'll say that. Like it's, it's. I mean, it's got nineteen sixty nine written on it. So now I'm. Well, I guess that would be when. That's when the police station was founded. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a sixty nine. But but anyways, like, what do you what do you think about these photos? Like, does it give you confidence? Does it? Uh... It tells me that we're definitely going to probably see something more more like the games than we did with the prior movies, mm-hmm. which makes me excited. Um, and there's a f- there's footage of what looks like the start of like the front of a building. And it looks like it might be set development of them putting together what will be the front of the mansion. Which, yeah. if that's the case, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, we're finally getting the mansion in in the way we 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 wanted to see it, right? Like, I don't think we got the mansion from Resident Evil in the movies. We got we got what was supposed to be the mansion, but it literally just led to it was like a a modern mansion, but then had like an underground lab, which was not really. I guess a little bit of Resident Evil, but wasn't the main focus. The main focus of the game was traversing and solving puzzles in that mansion. <clears throat> it is. Yeah. And I mean, they don't have to make the whole movie about solving puzzles, but even just a little hint, like them finding a door and needing to get a lock, and then they kill somebody later on and find the key on them and go, oh, this key has a symbol on it that matches the door that we saw in the beginning of the movie. Oh. Like that's all they really need to do. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think in, in my really cool. in my in my opinion, that's all they really need to do. I mean, in in the movie doesn't need to be <clears throat> the movie doesn't need to be all action either. I mean, them wandering around the mansion and solving stuff. I mean, it can be as stressful or as non as stressful as you want it to be. You know. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I think we're going to definitely see parts of this that don't take place in the mansion. Yeah. Well, it's based on the, on, on the two games. Like we, we should get raccoon city as well. Like I almost wonder if they're maybe trying to bite off more than they can chew with, with the first two games. Like, but then again, you probably can't stay long in the mansion without it getting to house of the daddy, right? Like to, I don't know. you, you have to hire Yui Bowl for it to be as bad as House of the Dead. <laughs> and and nobody wants to hire him. No. He can't make a movie anymore. I think he's done. That I, I think, think I think he is. I don't even want to look it up. Just because uh, I wanna I just want to live in a world where he has retired or gone away. Uh we're gonna talk about Fear of the Walking Dead, and Walking Dead is something that comes up on every episode of Zombies Ate My Podcast, but uh, and and this is no different. We're going to chat about the fact that Walking Dead season ten will continue on February twenty eighth. So, what I'm and a lot of people are referring to as season ten C. We're getting an additional six episodes. Um, they have posted a first look trailer, sort of more of a teaser. It's just a bunch of like sort of flashes of clips and stuff. Um, this is much sooner than I anticipated. Like February twenty eighth feels like. And that's only three months away. That's crazy. Um, from what I understand, one of the reasons why we're getting these so fast is a bunch of the crew, they didn't film all of this in Georgia, I don't think. 
Um, I think they filmed this on location wherever the staff was living. You know what I mean? Oh, they. But, so you're saying they shot bottle episodes wherever Negan. And... Yeah, I don't think these were specifically filmed in Georgia. I think they may have just sent a small film crew and a small script and filmed people doing stuff. Hmm. Well, I... they did say <clears> which was... would make sense because we're talking about Negan and his and and and, and his real life wife playing Lucille in the show. It would make sense for them to go where they live and film that episode. They don't need to include anybody else from the show in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see how it, how it pans out. I mean, if, if you, in the trailer, um, you get a, you get kind of a tea, like if this is all we're seeing from 10 C you're getting, uh, Herschel, which is, um, Maggie's son, all grown up, not all grown, but he's like, he looks to be about six, maybe around Judith's age, uh, maybe a little younger. And you've got Lucille, which is was a bit of a the green hair was a bit of a surprise. And I remember she she had cancer, right? So I'm guessing it's a wig of some kind. It could be dyed hair, obviously, but um, I'm kind of leaning more towards uh, a wig since she was she what she did have cancer and she would have probably lost her hair from chemo. Uh, so, like, what are your thoughts on some of the revelations, the, the teases we get in this trailer? Like, it looks like they are going to address the Commonwealth as well. We we got shots of the of Eugene and the soldiers, right? Yeah, no, that 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 was the most exciting part of this for me is that we might get the hint at the Commonwealth. And they keep showing this person in the Commonwealth gear, and I keep wondering if it's going to be... It, it, the, the eyes look familiar. I'm wondering if it's going to be... That's where we get what's-his-name who vanished, and we never heard from him again. Heath? Heath. I'm wondering if we're going to find out Heath is a Commonwealth soldier, soldier now. Well, there is there is like a, um, a comic book storyline where someone, I think it's Michonne's daughter, is at the Commonwealth. And that's like a big deal. Obviously, you know, Michonne didn't, I think she, she didn't have a daughter in, in the show. She had two, two sons and they both died thanks to the boyfriend. Um, and then, and she's not even on the show anymore. So kind of hard to do a storyline without... With, that was shown uh in the main line so yeah that that could happen i think there's a lot of opportunity to do one of those and and i mean if you can get dwight from the main show to fear and and also get sherry from the main show show to fear and then have them in the same location as morgan i think you can probably make a stretch of someone coming back in commonwealth gear this show has never been afraid of like making logical unlock you know weird logic leaps to get characters in very specific locations and being like oh fancy meeting you here but uh well we're obviously going to talk about that when we talk about fear but i'm excited for this to return i think these six episodes are just to keep the interest alive and bridge the gap to season 11 starting in october of next year like we we are going to have a very light... I mean, I don't see them premiering The Walking Dead Season 11 in the summer or the spring. If we get it in 2021, it will be this time 2021, is my is my thoughts. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's looking more like we're probably not going to get it until 2022, and that's the reason why they're doing this, is they know they have to push it out far enough. I mean, they could surprise us, and if they do, that's awesome. Because I'll be eager, no offense, but I'll be eager to get this season wrapped up and done. Yeah. 
Oh, and then you get the Carol Daryl Power Hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, or The World Beyond, which we are going to talk about uh, once it next finishes week. next episode. Um, next episode. We got one other story here before we jump into fear, which is the fact that uh, you may be thinking, oh, we already talked about this. Well, this is a big deal. HBO has given a series order to The Last of Us, which means that um, they've approved... They've seen enough of the pre-production work to say, yeah, let's do a season order. Um, this means next we're going to get casting. We're going to get timelines, locations. Um, we know they are, re- they, are, uh, they are adapting the first, well, the two games. So uh, I would imagine we're going to start getting casting in the next few months. I would not be surprised to have casting news by, by oh, spring. I think, we, I think we already, do we already have casting for the leads? No, there's no casting. No, okay. No. I thought rumors. There was... People have obviously like fan casted. I'm not gonna say they they could they're wrong, but um, I know that uh, I know that the voice actor behind Joel has basically said like I don't want to be Joel, but I want to be in the show. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. I can't believe I forgot his name. I used to know all of them. He's uh, in it. He's in everything. He's in everything. So that helps. I can't think. I can't think of his name. But why am I forgetting his name? Oh my gosh uh it's gonna bug me joel voice actor right and it's gonna be uh troy baker yeah there's a lot of people want to see um you know hugh jackman has come up as a as a as a joel uh i I think he's too old for the second game i don't think he'd be too old but the first game yeah maybe maybe um but yeah, uh, we should start seeing casting. I just wanted to, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. I really liked uh, Last of Us 1 and 2. So I'm I'm interested to see what HBO can do with an adaptation of that game. I mean, it's really interesting to see what Sony's doing in general with their, with their adaptations. I mean, we're going to get Uncharted next year. We're going to get Last of Us at some point in 2022. Yeah... They they could be bad, Lou. You could be right. I can hear it in your in your in your silence. They could it could be terrible, but uh, I'm gonna, I'm willing to give I, it the benefit of the doubt. I I have I don't think that the show is going to necessarily be bad. Um, I do think that. Uh, I think that fans of the game are going to watch it and go oh yeah so this ju- they literally are just doing the game in movie form and i think a lot of us are going to tune out at that point yeah I, I i don't think this is being made for us i think this is being made for mainstream hbo f- watchers yeah who know I'm, nothing about the game i can see that point i i'm wondering like i mean the thing that comes to my mind uh, right away is uh like adapting a book, but from adapting a book, you're getting you're it's filling in one of the key senses that is missing, which is the visual aspect of it and adapting it right. in, in a visual manner. Like you think of the first few seasons of Game of Thrones, like people were over the moon about it, even if they had read the books and know what was coming because they just they it's, did it to the nine. It's one of the reasons why I like when people adapt books or adapt other mediums when they make changes. Like I was excited to hear that uncharted wasn't going to be just a remake of the first game they were going to tell an earlier story before nathan drake became nathan drake yeah so to me that's more exciting because that leads into the potential of if it does if it it does continue to go down that line they can just make the game into a, a movie if they want but if not 
then we got a one-off that just ties into the same universe as the games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it gives give that one certainly gives Tom Holland like a like a path to to just uh, do what he does best and just make another franchise. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, when you're adapting a video game, you're literally you are adapting a, a visual you know medium um, medium but you know you're you're actually losing an aspect which is the interactivity so uh it, it i think it's an it'll be interesting i mean for some reason when they when they make movies um it's really exciting uh but i don't know but then you look at the witcher the witcher did a really good job at adapting obviously it's adapting more the, it's adapting the books but it, you just can't help but compare it to the games but then it's telling a different story so yeah. maybe that's the core concept here is that it needs to tell a different story. Obviously, we will we will watch it. We will cover it. Um, uh, Last of Us Part Two still hasn't. What have you checked in on on deals? Black Friday. It's still not low enough, eh? You haven't you haven't seen it for. Nope. All right. Well, I I still look forward to hearing I have your so thoughts many, on that. I have, I have so many things on my on my <laughs> must playlist at this point. It's at the bottom. Yeah. Well, not to mention that you have a new daughter, so uh, you got your hands full. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into our topic, which is Fear the Walking Dead. Surprisingly, I mean, I'll admit, I did not realize that uh, there was only seven episodes in this first half. They kind of weirdly split it. Um, it, I thought we were going to be discussing right up until the penultimate, and then we were going to have to address the final episode next, next podcast episode, but... Yeah, it ends on a it ends on a revelation, little cliffhanger there, and um, yeah, we're, I don't know when uh, it's coming uh, back, but that's what I was gonna say. Do we know how many episodes when it comes back we're gonna have? Uh, nine. It is. It, I did double check. They did a regular season order of sixteen, so the normal okay, split so, is eight and eight. But this, was uh, so we're gonna so we're gonna get nine when we get when it comes back. Yeah, when I I mean I. I would imagine it comes back after the six episodes so, of Fear so, or the uh, So so since we're gonna get right into Fear, uh fans of this show are probably wondering what I thought. <laughs> and I have to say I loved every minute of this season. I was excited from beginning to end. Uh there was only one episode in the middle that had some lull moments where I was like, uh, uh yeah, yeah, I don't need to pay attention to this much. And that was the episode with Althea and the tower, them trying to get to the helicopter. I didn't really, I was like, the only thing that reason to even watch that episode is the ending because it ends up with uh, Dwight finding Sherry and they end up rescuing all those people from the bubonic plague. <laughs> so they end up with a, gr- a group of people they're trying to protect. And that's the only reason to even watch that episode. There's absolutely no other plot point in that 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 episode that it, it means anything. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, I also really loved this season so far. Um, I think you and I, uh, we are different from I guess the mainstream critics and the mainstream fans who who really didn't like the shift in tone of seasons four and five i think we we liked it other people didn't 
thought it was maybe too different or too silly. I I don't I don't really remember. Um, the, the 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 critics I read their gripe was it wasn't killing off as many characters as regular Walking Dead, and it wasn't as depressing as regular Walking Dead. And where's our villain? And that was what I liked about Fear the Walking Dead is it wasn't it wasn't just duplicating Walking Dead. It was doing something different. Yeah, I I really like the transition between showrunners from season three to four. And they did kill off. They they cleaned house in season four. Um, Madison, Nick, uh, two main characters that uh, I mean, people are still clamoring for Madison to come back. And I think there's room there. Uh, there's rumors floating around. I saw a rumor last week that there's rumor that she may be returning not necessarily this season, but they may be hinting at her return by the end of the season. Mm. I mean, she was she was really good. I was really sad to see her go. And from a story standpoint, I don't I don't know. I don't. That was the one thing I was unsure of. And if they just they they killed her off to bring her back. Fine. That's really great. Um, but if they they really but think about think about how cool it would be. They killed they 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 surmised her death. They have nobody's talked about her. They suspect she's dead, and then three seasons later, they go, "Oh yeah, by the way, not dead." They have to be careful about the way they bring her back, but I think it'd be really interesting. Well, I, in, I would in, like. It. In fact, in fact, they even hint at it in this season. I don't know if you caught the episode with Alicia, where she's talking about, "Yeah, I want to go back to the the stadium," and uh, uh, what's her name, uh, the young Charlie. girl, the. Charlie is like, why do you want to go back there? That's like a death sentence. And she's like, we don't know. Maybe it isn't. Yeah. And they do talk about going back to the stadium. And I was like, and I was like, if that's the case, we may find out Madison got out of there. Or she did. I don't know. But she burned, right? Like, there's not going to be much evidence. Like, the the idea is that she was swarmed by by zombies and she started the fire that kind of allowed them to escape. Um, I, I think, um, I'm curious. I'm curious to get your thoughts. Like uh, that that episode, yeah, that episode was a little rocky. But how did you think? So, so, rewinding a bit, the end of season five, the cliffhanger was Morgan was shot, left for dead, by uh, Ginny, and we get the miraculous off-screen cure for Morgan. It's looking dicey at the start of the episode, uh, the premiere, but he does make a full recovery. Um, he wakes up with like a note saying, "You've still got work to do." And I, I got you back on your feet. Like he's been quote unquote patched up. Uh, he is then completely saved by a, by a person that he befriends uh, throughout the episode. But how do you but, think about but, this mysterious benefactor? I like this mysterious benefactor. It also led me to think maybe it's Madison. Yeah. Because Madison wouldn't know that Morgan is with her kids, right? Well, she would if oh, she's yeah. been finding tapes like everybody else. She would see that uh, that Morgan and and uh, uh, Morgan's been traveling with her daughter and and Strand. That's true, because that's the thing. Like the work he he has to continue is is the tapes, right? Um, yeah, I would imagine that whoever saved him saw the like you said saw those tapes. But Madison doesn't really connect if if she knows that she's with. She would have stuck around. She would have been still there. Um, you think so? I think so. Why would why would she uh, f- as a 
as a we paternal... don't know where she's been go- we don't know where she's been for the last three years who knows she might she might have something else in the works of it's like she may have come across morgan in her travels and been like oh well i rescued him but i still got something else to go do we don't know oh well she's got kids right like she's not gonna see those tapes and peace <laughs> you know she if she knows her kids are around i think that that is not the madison that would be that would be way out of character and and would honestly be a problem for me i, I don't think they do that i i think if when when or if they bring madison back i think it's going to be a very well thought out and not silly way and i think i think whoever saved morgan could be a new character i don't be... think it's good i don't think it's going to be a new character i think it's going to be a character we've already met at some point yeah, i mean and i think a there's a and I think there's a reason why we haven't seen them. Mm. I can I can dig that. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the first episode ends with them, like the, the bounty hunters that's chasing him. You kind of think, oh, this guy's going to be a big deal. He's going to be one of the villains. But they kill him off nope. in the first episode. Well, I was I was like, well, Morgan's going to probably sway this guy and turn him around or something. <laughs> oh, we turned and him then around, I was like, right. I was like, oh yeah, I was like, oh no, instead. And then in that next episode, when you see him putting, taking the broken piece of his staff and he, and he, and he puts the axe on the end of it. And I was like, this is no more pacifist Morgan, Mm -hmm. which is, I think what everybody's been waiting for, because we all love pacifist Morgan, but there becomes a point when being a pacifist isn't going to do anything. And I think he was trying to do the right thing and trying to do the right thing. And this Virginia chick, especially as this season goes on, you realize just what a twisted person she is and that she's just as corrupt as the people she kind of impl- she implies she's running a, 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 a well-run society. And in real life, in reality, she really isn't. She's just as corrupt and biased as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and, and she is she is the bad guy uh, over the course of this season you do start to see some cracks there and there, and there are, it's kind of hinted at early on and, and has continued to be hinted at, but there seems to be this um, underground faction or a separate group that is after uh, the, 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 the key people. What are they? I can't believe I've already. Oh, forgotten. Okay. All right. I, I don't know if they call the people key people, anything, but they keep writing things that say the end is the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they keep trying to find this key, which Morgan now has. That's and, right. Yeah. What the hell and, is that about? Okay. And what you find, what you find is a bunch of these, the end is near people that want the key. The key has something to do with a submarine that's like been dry docked or whatever. It is like somehow like it came inland a little bit. And <laughs> I completely forgot about this. <laughs> so I have a theory. Okay. What's up? The, my theory is they're a death cult that want to. That's a nuclear submarine. They want to make the reactor in the submarine go nuclear and blow up. Mm, that's a solid that, theory. That's my that that's my theory. Is their goal is everywhere we seem to see them, their goal seems to be not to that they're not afraid of death. They seem to always want to make more dead people. Like, they think that the zombies are what we're all supposed to become, and their goal is to kill as many people and make as many zombies as possible. Yeah, they seem to be like Chaos Reigns kind of thing, like more about taking people out 
for the sake of taking people out. There doesn't seem to be rhyme or reason, although I know Ginny feels threatened just because it is her people being being taken out. Um, you know, the end of that episode leaves us with Morgan being the sort of the cowboy we wanted him to be, like the out there in the lawless West type deal. Um, but then you get, like, this whole season is just a bunch of very loosely connected bottle episodes which is very cool i was skeptical when they announced well, that was the case they've but... done this, they've done this in regular walking dead and they've done this in this show in this show before too where we get these bottle episodes and it doesn't always work and i feel like with this season it worked and it worked really well mm-hmm. what because you... what would happen is is we'd get a bottle episode and then the next bottle episode, a character from one of the other bottle episodes would make an appearance. Like when uh, uh, in the episode where uh, Dory is trying to investigate the murder of uh, 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 a ranger mm-hmm. and um, he's trying to investigate the murder of a ranger. And all of a sudden you see uh, Victor show up and you were like, Oh, and he's got the key from his episode a couple episodes back. And you're like, oh, okay. So they're telling me various stories, but they're including other people. And what, what's always what's always failed for me with Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead is when they do the bottle episodes, but other characters don't carry over. And they do a bottle episode that's just somebody off in the de- woods by themselves, and the whole story gets wrapped up, and it doesn't really affect the thing. It's really just character development. And I've always felt like those episodes suck. Yeah. These episodes aren't just character de- development. They're actually advancing the story. Yeah. All all these episodes are, there's a little bit of like, there's a little bit of wonkiness in terms of the, the timeline that goes on. And I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, but I don't, it might've been my brain mixing things up, but one of my favorite, what felt like a bottle episode, but just beautifully continued to set up the season was episode two welcome to the club they uh you know they transfer alicia and strand to clear this very unusual walker threat and it's very um we were talking about resident evil earlier it's very resident evil scary in that like we are we don't know what's behind that door but whatever it is it is it is killing people and is this threat to be dealt with and it is this molasses plant where all the workers in the molasses plant have like been covered in this sticky stuff. And they say like, don't get caught by the walkers because if you get caught, it's going to be impossible to pull you back out. And you see this like alien style people getting grabbed by the walkers and being sucked into, um, this, uh, uh, this, I don't know, this molasses factory. And I just thought that whole episode was great. That whole episode was awesome. The only thing I didn't like about that episode is they wanted to imply that Victor Strand was the bad guy because he killed that guy that was a wuss and kept running away. (laughs) I knew you would. I knew you would line with the. And I was like, you know, it wasn't the nicest thing to do, but the guy was such a. Like, I get that he's afraid and I get, but you know, he, it, throughout the episode, the guy failed three times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, and, and when Victor killed him, he looked like he was about to run again. And I was like, eh, the point of the, the, you, you saved the group, buddy. Good on you. Coward saves the day. And I mean, in all honesty, if he had stayed on his post, they wouldn't have needed to kill him. 
I mean, if he had stayed on his post and dropped that gate when they needed it to, the whole episode, like, they would have been none of the problems they had. Yeah. I, I, can, I see where you're coming from. I mean, he did, like, kill the guy in, in, in cold, not in cold blood, but it was a bit much. Like, it, it fits his character, though. Like, he, he is very much when cornered, you know... When he's cornered, it's survived by any means. That is the strand we've. I known. mean, my, the the big thing I think is going to happen this season. Prediction for ne- the second half of the season is Vic- Victor is basically told Ginny he's going to side with her, and I think he will. Um, but I think that now that he's been brought into the fact that they've got uh uh, uh Grace Morgan's. Grace and 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 she's about ready to pop that kid, and Morgan is 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 looking for her. I think that's going to be. I think Ginny's overplayed her hand. I think that's going to be the thing that pushes Victor over the edge. I think Victor's going to go. Uh, wait, what? Like, I think he was expecting that she was someplace else, far away and out of danger, and the fact that Ginny's kind of holding her hostage like that. I think that that's going to be the thing that pushes pushes her over the edge, pushes him over the edge. And I think I think we're going to see Victor die this season. Yeah. Like sort of a redemption final yeah, redemption. I, I think he promised Madison he would look after Alicia and Nick and Nick is dead and Alicia can look after herself now and he's kind of screwed up and he keeps screwing up. I think we're going to see by the end of the season, he's going to need to save Morgan in the group, or they're going to need somebody to save something, and he's going to die because that actor is getting a lot more work outside of this show. Oh yeah. So, so I, I he was in something like a movie or something, and he showed up. Uh, uh, that something I watched a while back, and I was like, oh wow, he's in this. He's in Fear the Walking Dead, and Erica was like, "Oh yeah, whatever." <laughs> and I was, and, and, and I was like, "Huh? If he's getting bigger roles like this, I can't imagine that sticking around in Fear the Walking Dead, a show that's kind of as much as we love it, it's a show with diminishing numbers on episodes. I can imagine an actor like him is looking to move on to other things at some point." Hmm. Yeah, it's um, I I really like him. But I, yeah, I agree. I could see, I could see him being, because he is I mean, setting. I mean, as much as much as I like his character, the only thing I can say is, is how many times can we do the arc with him where he becomes a sleaze ball again and then redeems himself? He becomes a sleaze ball again, then he redeems himself again, and they've done it like three times with him. In the first two or three, and it, it, it seems like they're in the middle of like their third time of doing this with him. <laughs> so I mean, they, they, they it, it has to either. It has to either kill him off and that's his like final redemption or they have to like stop this trick with him again after this. I I get the sense that they're I, I see what you're saying. They are setting it up again, but I get the sense that they're riding that line where he is playing both sides for for our heroes. Right. And uh, there are definitely some moments where you see him maybe playing a little too close to Ginny's side. I mean, specifically episode four, we see that a lot with the the key episode where where Dory's investigating a murder. And again, like I could watch a spin-off show where he just solves, you know, Walking Dead era crimes and 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 hopefully not doesn't end every episode with him pulling a tooth out with pliers. Um I Oh, did I got that the... bother you? <laughs> well, 
Okay, I got the sense that Ginny was like, you should have someone look at that. I got the sense that maybe she had a dentist in the area. So, or someone who could possibly help him with his issue. Maybe his uh, his uh, uh, doctor slash nurse wife that came home just before he pulled it out of his out of his uh, out of his jaw. It just felt like not a smart move. I don't know. Uh, but but he got the tooth out, which is important. He he failed to solve the murder, but um, I mean that uh, episode. He, I, he failed to solve the murder, but I think I know why mm-hmm. I, my theory is that that was more of these the people that want to blow up the world type thing and that Ginny's trying to cover it up so that the rest of the community doesn't know that there's an agent of chaos amongst them yeah it was really hard that was very Cause, ambiguous because they were they kept thinking that that the reason Ginny wanted to cover it up that Ginny was covered up because it was someone close to her that caused it Mm-hmm. I don't think that was the case. I think whoever killed him, I think they tore the page out of that book that cover the fact that they killed him. So I think Ginny went and looked at the book and went, well, we're never going to know who did it. Uh, let's just take the out we can so that people don't ask too many questions. And I she's think, capable of that as a character. Right. right? And, I th- and I think that Dory was thinking that she's the bad guy and that she had that guy killed or somebody on her staff had that guy killed. I don't think that was the case. I think she knows about these chaos people and and I think uh I think that that was her covering them up because mm-hmm. she doesn't want that knowledge to known. Yeah. Um I mean the episode does end with uh Dory being rewarded for his essentially silence and not creating a fuss by having June uh relocated to Lawson and uh and now living with with Dory, so he's happy about that. Um, the next episode introduces us to yet another faction, not the end is the beginning faction, but what, what are they called? They're they're the outcasts or the out- yeah, they're the outcasts or yeah. something like that. So yeah. people have who have been abandoned or or sent out to um, uh, exile by Ginny and her people. Uh, or they've escaped and they're on the run and they all wear these like really weird creepy masks and um that's those are sherry's people uh she's been working with with them for a couple months and uh we get a reappearance of the character that dwight saved um a season season back i think i was trying to remember who it was but I, i think it was something to do with a truck and he let he let them he let him go like he had the opportunity to take him out and he was like no i'm gonna let you just walk away that sort of thing. Yeah, he saved the guy, let the guy go, and it was implied that the guy was like a ranger on the run and that they were looking for him, and Dwight played stupid kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, this episode for me was probably the, uh, I wouldn't say the weakest, but the the sort of the weirdest in terms of like a back and forth. Like, essentially, um it kind of ends with Sherry trying to take out this group. Like they try to lure Ginny in. They've, they've stolen the, the giant tank vehicle and they're going to try to lure Ginny in and take out all of her, you know, top people. They they come up with some lie of like, Oh, there's like 200 people here. We need you here to kind of evaluate what's going on. And, um, Dwight stops Sherry. And we later find out Sherry is like, I could have done something when she was Negan's wife. Right. And that's kind of been the first, 
at least this season, the first callback to The Walking Dead and and specifically her interactions uh, with Negan in the All at War sort of uh, tales. But I this episode kind of like um, brought these new fa- this new faction in and immediately sent them off. Right. Uh, well, I don't think we've seen the last of them. No. Oh, of course not. I mean, I think they're going to play a role in in the second part of the season, but I'm. I, I yeah, it's kind of weird also for Sherry to like show up and then suddenly. I mean, again, they are gonna pop back up, but uh, it was. I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that at some point, Ginny and Morgan are gonna end up having to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, the one of the episodes I will say I did enjoy is the the episode where, um, June and. Ginny get uh, locked inside that burning built building together, and she's been bit. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and we take and we take Ginny's hand. And I will say that the reason I like that episode is we see Ginny being a bossy, whiny, demanding leader. But in when we've seen that sort of thing in The Walking Dead before, it's been Negan, mm-hmm. who's got a scary presence. You know what I mean? Yes. Or we see the Hunters, where they're all a bunch of cannibals. So you're like, oh, those people are crazy. All right. Um, and and when we had uh the govern uh, the the gov uh yeah the governor. That was his name, right? Yeah, was, yeah, the governor. Yep. Yeah, and when we had him, you know, he was this scary presence that you know intimidated everybody, and that was why people followed him, as he was a good leader. And with her, we don't really see any of the, the any leadership. We see her making demand demands, and she makes big statements, but she doesn't seem like a leader. And then, as it's one of the things I've enjoyed about this season, is you do kind of see that she does have some charisma. She does have some leadership skills. And in specifically that episode where the oil field starts burning, she pulls out a gun and starts killing zombies like they're nothing. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, okay, so she can defend herself. She's not just all talk. Because until that point, I thought she was just all talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you do get to see more of of Ginny in action and uh, in this one, and it, it kind of starts off with you know you get the you get a character who's been um, sort of the finger's been pointed at them as like you're working with the end is the beginning folks, and uh, Ginny's like trying to talk her into giving her information, and then uh, I, I can't remember her name, but she like ends up killing herself in front of. Ginny and, and her rangers and it's like what is this i i think you're right lou you're probably that was probably the best piece of evidence and that these groups are just they're after death and they just yeah you know they they don't really care about living i think the they're the i beginning. think they're a religious cult to think that this is the end of the world and the best thing to do is to kill us all off mm-hmm. um but that episode like where tank town is sabotaged uh it's hard to say like at the beginning it's like um, it was either sabotaged or the fact that Ginny is making them, uh, they made them drill a third, uh, a third drill 
it's clearly sabotage because when they show up, uh, you see there is the, the end is the beginnings uh, yeah. spray painted on the side of a tank container, and everywhere those that symbol that that seems to show up, there seems to be problems. Yeah, and in line with your thoughts that Ginny knows something's up or something's coming, uh, the fact that they've drilled this this third sort of oil um, drill or oil oil spot. I can't remember the word wording they use, but the the fact that they, they drilled another hole for oil, um, they were like, why do we need this? Like we were doing just fine with two. We were managing, like we're literally producing gasoline in the apocalypse here. Uh, you've got to complicate it with a third oil rig. And um, that kind of shows that Ginny knows something's up. Like she doesn't appear to be this resource uh, stashing type person. Everything she does is, is very methodical and, and planned out. So this episode was really exciting. It was our big action episode where there was constantly oil raining from uh, from the sky, and I th- I thought the effects that they did with that were very well done. Like I believed that oil was sort of must have been a pain in the butt to shoot because I mean yeah, that 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 whole episode I was like, oh, this is where most of the budget for this season went. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's constantly raining oil, and when you mentioned the fact that June uh, and Ginny gets trapped in in like a, a building together you you start to see june fight back as well like it really shows that all of these fear characters they've got a good sort of cast run where like everybody is come into their own and she just like she she sees that jenny has been bit and she's like i'm a doctor i could amputate that but i'm not going to do it you know until she realizes that she can get something for actually saving her life right um and i thought that was a really a really good uh really good turn of events and it will probably lead to like you said more of our characters um at least having a a sympathetic ear when it comes to to Ginny and her plans but I, I there were a few issues with this with this episode and I remember our pre-show talk about like something kind of coming out always fishy sometimes they bend the rules a little bit on the walking dead and this was one of those episodes where they did that in the sense that at the very beginning June loses someone on the operating table and that person turns almost immediately uh, once they die. I thought that was one one thing. I was like, oh, we're bending the rules a little. I get it for drama's sake. It's fine. But that was a little bit of a rule bend. And then when Ginny gets bit, she's been bit for quite a while before they chop that thing off. Now, I know they kind of use the belt around the arm thing, but um, I, I thought the theory was you have to do it right away in order for Yeah, her. no, I was hoping that we were going to wait for her to chop off the arm and then she was going to die anyway. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be a real good twist. We're, we're only, I, we only have like two episodes left and they're going to kill her off. And it was like, nope. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I think one of my biggest revelations comes from the final episode mm-hmm. where of the season, where of this half of the season, where... Uh, they're running around with Dakota, who is Virginia's sister, and she outright tells them that Virginia killed their parents and yeah. doesn't really go into detail about it. So it leaves you wondering if did she kill them because they turned to zombies or did she kill them because why did she kill them? Because uh, and, and, and she quite clearly says my sister has anger issues. You know what I mean? And so it leaves me wondering w- w- if we're going to ever get that story. And I kind of hope we do. 
I think we do. I I would be surprised if we if we didn't. I mean, I thought I wouldn't the... be surprised if they give us a flashback episode to tell us that story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it it would be an interesting story. I mean, there's more to that. Ginny Dakota, like Dakota, is clearly um, does not want to be around her sister, and and the reason she gives would make a lot of sense. Uh, the fact that she she killed her parents. I mean. Maybe it'll be interesting. It will be interesting. I I know we'll get that information. Uh, I thought this episode, the last episode that just aired, um, was a really strong finish to to the season. I mean, it had the the cliffhanger at the end. The fact that Grace has been um, under you know uh, in Ginny's main sort of stronghold, and she shows Strand that. I mean, uh, this episode has. Um, Dakota is uh, is in a convoy with Strand, and then Dakota like the the convoy's attacked. Dakota goes missing, and at first you're thinking like, oh, is it the end? Is the beginning, guys? Is it the mask guys? And it turns out at the very end, it was Morgan that killed them all, uh, or essentially like took them out. And but but it had nothing to do with Dakota running off. Dakota was able to just gun it in the vehicle and get away. Um, which kind of makes sense that if it was just Morgan, it makes sense that someone could get away in a vehicle and, and Morgan just went about it, went about his business. But, um, I thought it was again, a really cool bottle episode where you find this weird dude who's living in a hunting cabin all by himself. And he's, he's a taxidermist. So he's been like taking these zombies and like modifying them for, what feels like quite a while because by the end of the episode well, he, he brings all those walkers back and there's lots right of them. well there was an interesting thing that happened late in an earlier episode mm-hmm. where they found a uh, uh i think it was the althea episode her and um uh what's his name dwight dwight find uh uh like a funeral parlor where like somebody's been in bombing and they find a couple of weird looking zombies. Yeah. And, 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 and I was like, huh, that was weird. And they threw it out. Like it was just like, well, that was weird. And then when this guy shows up again and you see those weird zombies again, I was like, Oh, like they might, must be near where that guy's house is. Maybe. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Like they're, 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 there is a lot of like they're they're trying to illustrate a lot of separation between these characters, but it's also believable when they kind of run into each other because they are still working for all the, the same network of people. Um, we didn't talk about there's a couple characters we didn't talk about like Salazar, uh, Daniel. He pops up. He seems to be faking some sort of brain injury. Uh, he winks at the camera, then winks at at. Uh, I I I knew that as soon as Strand started talking to him, and he was being like, "I don't understand. I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you." I was like, "Oh, he just doesn't like Strand. He's never liked Strand. He doesn't want to talk to Strand." It's kind of and then like Strand and then, even thinks he's like, "You're kidding. Like, there's no way you of all people could be could be affected by whatever Ginny did to you." And uh, he plays the bit, and and Strand believes it. But like, he, he even had me, he had me on. I was like, "Wow, this is an interesting thing." I don't know what they're gonna do with Daniel this season. Then, if he's got this weird amnesia thing, this is weird. And then when Morgan shows up and he's like, "Oh, it's good to see you, Morgan," I was like, "Oh, this is what I was hoping for. This is awesome." Yeah, because I mean, I'm glad they didn't they didn't run with it. I'm glad they kind of resolved it in the first 
in that episode where I was like, man, they they literally lobotomized one of my favorite characters. And at the end, well, when he's they just don't, playing, they, they they say it's not something Ginny did to him. It's something like he tried to escape or something, and he hit his, his head. Cat. Yeah, and he, oh, no, no, it, it, it wasn't his cat. It, he was trying to rescue his cat or something, and and he got hurt, and it's like he got hit in the head. And afterwards, this is the way he was. And they had they implied like June or somebody looked him over, and they're like, yeah, I don't understand, but he does have some kind of brain damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the, they don't they don't come back to that character uh, after he seems to be kind of like Ginny's helper at that specific location. He's yep. the he's the hairdresser. He, um, he's the barber. Yeah, the barber. And I, but I mean, like this the the final episode with the taxidermist, like it is one of those like bottle walking dead episodes where is he the good guy? Oh, he is a good guy. No, he's a bad guy, but he's like a conflicted bad guy. He's just had a rough go. And then at the end, like he gets his, he gets his bite, but then he ends up trying to save them anyways by, by being bait for these walkers so they can escape. But, um, the, the episode's kind of an extra long one because when that is resolved, Morgan shows up and kind of saves the day again. And every time Morgan shows up, he's obviously all of his friends are like, man, we thought you were dead. Because I keep forgetting that everyone heard him on the walkie to just go live, which is like, basically, I'm dying. I'm dead. I'm <laughs> yeah. dying. Code for I'm dying. And um, he's trying to get all his people to come to come back to this, this location that he scouted out that he says is safe. And I mean, like, gosh, no wonder everyone is so skeptical because, like, he's sounding like he sounds every time right before his sanctuary gets burned to the ground. <laughs> Um, so I don't blame people for being skeptical, but he's trying to get everyone to come with him back to this group. He's, and he's considering like turning Dakota in, uh, but Alicia's like, we can't do that. Like why she was even thinking of doing it before, but she's changed her mind, but she changed her mind, but she tells him like, if we do that, then we're no better than her. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that swayed him is that like, you know, he's trying to do the right thing, but he also, you know, there has to be room for everybody. It is kind of funny, like this this whole season, um, we've seen a lot of different Morgan variations, and the one he seems this seems to be the most balanced version of Morgan because in the past, like you know, the kill them all, I can't die, Morgan. He would he it was like it was a, a path of just salt and burned, right? Like didn't matter who we killed as long as we survived. And then this version seems very much like when he is pushed to a point where uh, people are saying like, we can't do that. We can't do that. He's like, mm, yeah, you're right. We can't do that. Like he's, 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 he's very reasonable in, in a way like where he doesn't, it doesn't turn to violence. He's not like, well, I guess I got to kill you so I can get my way. It's like, all right, clearly you feel strong about this. We're good friends. Yeah. I'll, I'll believe you on this one. We'll, we'll save Dakota. We'll figure out another way. And I thought that was um a lot better for Morgan to be more of a balanced attentive character as opposed to just like either mindless killing machine or um well mindless unkilling machine right like we've seen both those morgans and and they're just too extreme but the fact that we're getting this you know middle medium, ground middle ground morgan i kind i do like it i like it a lot I, he's trying to uphold his ideals but he's not above not against killing exactly all right well uh we've we talked quite a bit i i really 
I don't, I don't necessarily want us to go back in time and, and fix what I'm about to say, but like, I really feel like Fear the Walking Dead could have been a, a back to our weekly, you know, Walking Dead form, you know, like these episodes all had a lot. And obviously we can't talk about every little thing that happened in these seven hours, but I really liked this half of the season and, um, it I'm sold me to I'm, I'm in for the rest of the ride. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, season six B trailer? It's like a 30 second bit, but it, it introduces, uh, uh lex luther's dad from smallville which i love that actor by the way i should say not it's not actually lex lionel luther like <laughs> i don't know his name but did you watch that i did not uh i've intentionally stayed away oh well i want i want i want to be surprised then i will and, and, and that that tells you if you're a listener how excited i am for this because i'm usually the guy that's looking for spoilers for everything and the fact that I was so into this, I was like, no, I don't want to know anymore. Just wait till it comes back. Well, I am. I'm shocked because, yeah, you're right. Normally it's like, you know, discuss away. I, I, I will say this about the trailer. Um, it 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 shows flashes of like characters and character moments. But the most intriguing parts of it are like, I have no idea what's going on here. And then like they've in, they've introduced this new character. We don't know who it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's really cool and there's no date given just 2021. I would imagine spring would be when it comes back. But when you think about all the schedules for, uh, walking dead content has been kind of thrown into the wind. So it'll be very hard to tell when, when this comes back and when season five or season seven happens, I don't know if it's been renewed or not, but, uh, Gosh, I believe I it has. It okay, good. Because honestly, I want to see if this is their idea of what Fear the Walking Dead can be. They finally nailed it. Let's do a couple more of these and see where we can go. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm excited we enjoyed this. Uh, not so excited about our next episode where we get to talk about the entirety of The World Beyond, the first season. Um, Lou and I have kind of been dreading the conversation. I mean, every time we talk, it's like, yeah, it's, it's just... it's. Lou hasn't watched any. I've watched two or three episodes, and uh, I've read reviews. And every review I read is more scathing than the last. And I know. so, for listeners, I buy these on Amazon so that I can watch them because there's really no other easy way to stream them. I mean, I, I guess uh, AMC is now doing an AMC app that you can download, but that's new as of like this week. Uh, so that was not available to me until na- until now. So I usually buy these on Amazon, and I usually look to see where the reviews are. And you know, if you're The Walking Dead, it's usually like three or four stars, three or four stars, three or four stars. This World Beyond thing on Amazon, it's got like one star. So that tells you that nobody likes this. <laughs> yeah, and <clears throat> I I will stand by my um prediction that i feel like a lot of listeners could probably just read the top five ways world beyond connects to uh the rick movie um and 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 get away fine um so but we'll talk about it we're gonna watch it so we can discuss it and uh maybe as of i don't know lou has not watched all of it i have not watched all of it maybe as a product in completion it is uh good but um it is done i'm not hearing that i know (laughs) I know you're not. I know you're not. But we have to watch it no matter what. So I'm trying to like make our lives a little more fun. <laughs> I don't know. Sit down and ride out the trauma. 
Yeah. Well, speaking of trauma, um, <laughs> we've got a bunch of great movies coming up that we're going to discuss, Lou, including, and all thanks to Extra Life, which we talked about at the beginning of the show. Uh, we're going to watch Hashtag Alive, which is a Netflix um, South Korean film. Uh, and then we're going to dip back into Return of the Living Dead with Return of the Living Dead Part 4 and 5, titled Necropolis and Rave to the Grave. Uh, two, early 2000s, 2005 films. Um, I believe one of them was made for Sci-Fi Channel, so don't expect anything good. I'm not I'm not really expecting anything good. Uh, although I will say this, I'm looking forward to watching Planet Terror again. I remember uh, liking it for what it was. So we will watch that one as well. It's really goofy. You can't go into it expecting something that's like, oh my god, it's just really goofy. And you know what I'm excited about? You and I get to watch it together. Which Uh we haven't done in a long time. So I don't remember the last time we did an an audio commentary. It's been a while. It's been a while. And you could have also just blocked it out of your memory. Maybe it was a really bad film. They don't seem to be good ones. So this might be our best audio commentary outside of Dead Snow 2. I thought that was a really fun one to do. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, look forward to that future content taking us right through into the new year of 2021. Uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, you can go to bit.ly slash zamp discord, jump into our discord, have a chat with us. Tell us what you think about Fear the Walking Dead or the world beyond. Maybe we're wrong about world beyond. Maybe we're wrong about fear. Who knows? You let us know. Uh, you can support the show directly, patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. Every dollar there goes right back into the show, helps us rent and purchase content for us to discuss. Uh, you can explain, uh, uh, why did I read that? 242 episodes and I read that. Um, you can go to our website, zombies ate my podcast.com. Email info at zombies ate my podcast.com like Brent did. Uh, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. And if you're on Twitter, shoot us a follow uh me at r murphy and lou at busy zombie lord finally a quick shout out to joel duggan for the artwork you can find more of his stuff at joelduggan.com and lou as is tradition take us out with your beautiful zombie knowledge remember john dory whether he's depressed upset mad whatever he can still shoot and headshot a zombie with one of his pistols from like miles away. It's amazing. still felt that tooth that whole episode Ugh. yeah i went to the dentist right after i watched that too and uh, anyways that can make it worse that made it worse